Hello, 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 and welcome back to the most unusual podcast. I'm your host, Shauna Butterly. I hope you're all keeping well and safe in these crazy times. <laughs> Again, we haven't left them. I'm alive and kicking. What more do I want, you know? On today's episode, we're going to dive deep into the life and unsupposed death of Rasputin. You may not know him, but that's absolutely okay. I'm going to go through every detail that I could find on the internet about him, you know? But you may know him from the hit single Rasputin by Boney M. Ra ra Rasputin, lover of the Russian queen. Na 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 na. I still don't know the lyrics to the song, but I definitely love to sing it. I do love to sing as well. Sometimes I wonder how I didn't become a singer in my life, you know? <laughs> so, why did I choose to learn about Rasputin? Well, I've been told the song was based loosely on a true story, and that was he was a magician. Well, I heard magician anyway, I don't know. I think, yeah, that he was a magician, and like he was killed like several times, and like they actually couldn't kill him, and he was a lover of the Russian queen, and I was just fascinated because like Russians, I just don't know much about Russians anyway, so I was like, do you know what, let's have a look at this. So I went onto YouTube and I actually listened to the lyrics of Rasputin and read the lyrics because I didn't know the lyrics at all. And I was kind of taken back, like, I was like, whoa, this, <laughs> there's some pretty, there's some dark shit behind this, you know? You know when you actually don't know the words of a song and then you look it up? I don't know if you did that when you were younger. Like, my brother and sister would often find me singing a song, but just, like, reading the lyrics off YouTube. Just because I felt like I put my heart and soul into it when I knew the lyrics. And even still, sometimes it's just nice to just throw in the wrong word, you know? Um, and when the music's so loud, you can't hear yourself. So, it really does work. So, yeah, the lyrics threw me off. And they were really, they were slightly inappropriate also. So I do look at the song in a different light, but in saying that, I still enjoy the song thoroughly. And I'm excited to share with you what I've learned about this man. And I 100% recommend that you actually look up pictures of him because he is a type of face or eyes that would just, you'd put a picture up on the wall and he would follow you around the room, which kind of scared me a little as well. I'm not gonna lie. I only looked up his pictures a few times just so I could get like, proper picture of what he looked like and I was a little terrified you know he has these dark eyes they follow you around the room that's all I'm saying they follow you around the room so who is Rasputin Rasputin was an infamous Russian often referred to as the mad monk his full name was Grigory Rasputin Grigory I hope I'm saying that right Grigory 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 and there was actually a few movies and documentaries done about him. Alan Rickman, where um, you might know him as Snape from Harry Potter, or even your man from Love Actually, that was trying to cheat on his wife with a younger woman. I know, shocked us all. But yeah, he played him in a documentary. <laughs> Sorry, I just made, just thinking of that. Not the cheating, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, he played him in a documentary, um, and you can actually find it on YouTube. It's a young Alan Rickman, which I was shocked by. He looks like an older Alan Rickman. You know when, like, a kid just looks the exact same as an adult? It's quite like, whoa. <laughs> he, like, didn't age. Like, he was born, like, a small man or a small woman. You know what I mean? 
They look the exact same. Anyway, Rasputin was a Russian mystic and a self-proclaimed holy man who befriended the royal family, the last imperial royal family at that, uh, Nicholas II, the last emperor of Russia, basically. And to be honest, if he was bouncing around today, he would have been locked up, you know. The shit that he did get away with, he 100%. But then again, I feel like, no. If he was high up, maybe in life, and he had a bit of money, he'd probably get away with it, but he was born a peasant to a family in Siberia, so I don't think so. And I feel like people born in Siberia or Georgia always had it really tough. It seemed like a really tough place to grow up, you know? You, you'd have to have a really tough skin, basically. Um, Joseph Stalin was born in Georgia and, well, he definitely had a really tough upbringing. He was a dictator in Russia, actually, and he was extradited to Northern Siberia as punishment. So you can only imagine what it was like um, living there. Like, people were living there and he was sent to, to Siberia as punish punishment. But it is meant to be a beautiful place. Um, it's just covered in ice the majority of the time. <laughs> in his early years some people of his village said he possessed supernatural powers others cite examples of extreme cruelty he did attend school but he was fairly illiterate and he had a reputation for licentiousness. it basically means behavior that is contrary to local moral or standards of local behavior so he was a little different you know and there's nothing wrong with being different but he obviously was doing something really off um, but also again it was like the early the late 18th century like god knows what that man was getting up to I, d I don't really know the culture of Siberia either so I can't really say um, so I'll <laughs> I can't really say he had a religious conversion experience but he actually never officially held a position he was more of a wanderer or a pilgrim and he did take a lot of pilgrims around but yeah he was just he was a wanderer he was a he was a lost soul you could have said he did marry young he married at 19 years old and had three children or four there's kind of like three or four i've looked up a few things and i'm getting three or four so let's just go with three but he wasn't your typical father you know he was kicked out of his village or he i think he was kicked out of his village for womanizing and he basically abandoned his family then where he went wandering around Greece and Jerusalem. He lived off peasants donations and gained a reputation as a self-proclaimed holy man with the ability to heal the sick and predict the future. So on a side note just what the type of religion that he was following he wasn't part of the Russian Orthodox Church. According to some historians it was believed he was a member or at least influenced by the Kylst religious sector. So the Kyle's religious sector is actually quite interesting, you know, I never had heard of it until this. It's an unorthodox religious group um, and they strongly believe that the only way to find true happiness was through God's forgiveness. But there's a catch, you know, of course there's a catch. In order to be forgiven, one actually had to have a reason or sin. So you had to nearly just go out and do something wrong and then you'd be forgiven and you could like have eternal peace which is really kind of backward, um, you know? It's like, go out and just do what you need to do, get it out of your system. I guess, is that such a bad thing, you know? 
it depends how far you'd actually go you know if it's like murder well then you need to hold that shit in but if it's like I don't know what's what's an innocent thing egg house I don't know that that's pretty innocent I wouldn't call it maybe it is a sin I guess it's not nice to egg someone's house like if you egg someone's car like you can remove the paint you know no one likes that I'd be snapping if someone egged my car so sorry I got a little bit off topic there <laughs> The religion, oh, I forgot where I was. So the origin, origin <laughs> the religion originated back in the 1640s as part of a spiritual Christians movement that wanted to separate from the Russian Orthodox Church. So it just made an unorthodox church. <laughs> you know, it was wild. Um, it was extremely secretive though, and it was so much bigger than anyone actually knew because of how secretive it actually was. And one of the rules which is kind of cool was that it was publicly obeying and following the precepts of the orthodox church why i'm not really sure but maybe just because of its secrecy so no one really knew how many people were part of it which makes me think like how many things are out there i wouldn't even know where to like my mind can't even go there with how many secret stuff is going on in this world so one of the practices that rasputin actually experienced and embraced from this religion was called the the Radeny, Radeny, it's or A D E N Y. Just there you go, <laughs> Radney, Radney. Where basically ritual orgies and sex would allow followers to fully experience themselves, and like this is where you could kind of tell that Rasputin was a little bit of a dog. You know, he believed that one was nearest to God when feeling holy passionlessness. Passionlessness. What a word. And the best way to reach such a state was through sexual exhaustion and that came after prolonged debauchery. So you can only imagine what he was up to, you know. He was wooing people by saying, if you come close to me, I can bring you to a good place. Which is very manipulative if you think about it, you know. It wouldn't be for me. wouldn't be for me at all. But sure, look, each to their own, as they say. Each to their own. So he ended up in St. Petersburg in the early 1900s. It's hard to believe this man is like, this only happened like a little over 100 years ago. 100 years ago, I guess it is a long time, but at the same time, it just doesn't feel that long. So when he arrived there, you could say it was the beginning of the end for him. He had made a name for himself by this stage. He knew a lot of people and a lot of people knew him. And basically he was summoned to the palace of Nicholas II during one of the son's haemophiliac bleeding episodes. And ultimately he helped ease the boy's suffering. Uh, but it is speculated that the bleeding likely stopped as a result of Rasputin's insistence on disallowing the administration of aspirin. So he won, over, he won them over, but to further exploit the royal family, he warned the parents that the destiny of both the child and the dynasty were linked to him, setting in motion a decade of Rasputin's influence on the imperial family and affairs of the estate. If anything, he's a, li he's a bit of a manipulative bastard, but he could woo the crowd and he was getting where he needs to get, you know? To think that he was living off peasants' donations and now he's in with the royal family, like the top dogs of Russia, is wild. Like, he was, there were so na many names that he was called. He was called Sexual Deviant, Mystic Healer, Political Saboteur, Renegade Monk. Like, this man's, he was everything. He was everything and anything, but nothing at the same time, you know? He hadn't, he hadn't even become a monk. 
and in the presence of the royal family he maintained the posture <laughs> the posture he maintained the posture of a humble and holy presence but outside he fell into his former habits and he was preaching as i said that physical contact with his own person had a purifying and healing effect so people believed him you know and they were like this man he's decent and he acquired many mistresses and attempted to seduce and it worked um and when this reached the royal family like obviously gossip got out uh they refused to believe it and the accusers found themselves trans transferred to remote regions of the empire or entirely removed from their positions of influence so he was quite protected as well and this is also where a little bit of hate started to happen towards Rasputin um, at the start because he was close to the royal family like people were getting close to him treating him with a lot of respect but then obviously gossip got out or not gossip actual frightening facts got out and people started to push away from him and then they started to like not like the they started to like not like <laughs> they started to lose a bit of respect as well for the royal family and like what is this how is this man wandering around the royal family so in 1911 his behavior had become an actual scandal and nicholas or Tsar expelled him but his wife alexandra had him returned within a matter of months because, well, he was helping her son and that's all that she thought about. So Nicholas then chose to ignore any further allegations as to not displease his wife or endanger his son. So he just ignored it, which is even wilder. Um, and then Rasputin reached the pinnacle of his power at the Russian court after 1915. So this is during World War One. And Nicholas II took personal command of his forces and went out to the troops on the front line. So Rasputin is left with Alexandra um, as her personal advisor. And he did have some influence on the appointment of like church officials to the selection of cabinet ministers, occasionally intervening in military matters. But ultimately, it was all pretty minor. Um, he didn't really have a side like he kind of he just didn't want anyone not agreeing with him so he just got swept up in the events of the Russian Revolution um, disliked as I said by many people so well hated absolutely hated and then this is where the rumors that I heard have become involved with the truth um, or how it's all gotten mixed up. So like he actually was tried to be killed. He actually had been tried, had been? How do I say that sentence? He actually had, people had tried to murder him a few times. Like they just weren't happy with him. But he wasn't a magician. He was a mystic. How could you get that so confused? Anyway, so one of the first being was a woman stabbed him in the stomach and claiming he was just seducing the innocent, which he was. And he lost a lot of blood, um, but he actually managed to pull through. His daughter actually said that this was a bad time for him. It took him a long time to recover, and he really got into drinking with this. Um, and then in 1916, a group of extreme conservatives, so there's Yusupov, I hope I'm saying that right, Vladimir and Grand Duke Dmitri, invited Rasputin to one of their houses for dinner. And according to legend, uh, once there he was given poisoned wine and cakes, well he did not die. 
you're the stomach of iron. <laughs> um, but Yusuf frankly shot him because like they just wanted him dead and Rasputin collapsed but he was actually able to jump back up and ran into the courtyard where they ran after him and they shot him again and then the conspirators then bound him up and threw him through a hole in the ice into the Never River where he finally died by drowning so he, he kind of came to an awful death that is by legend however a subsequent autopsy 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 report largely refuted this account of events saying he was actually shot to death so as much as the other one is a lot of fun that didn't actually happen Rasputin has been shrouded in mythology making him almost larger than life figure in Russian history so people have just adapted to the the legend instead of the actual truth but he was thrown into the river and his body was discovered a few days later like they found blood and stuff on a bridge and whatnot and that's how they found him although gone the last of his prophecies was yet to unfold and shortly before his death he wrote to Nicholas II to predict that if he was killed by government officials the entire imperial family would be killed by the Russian people. So a lot of death you know and it actually came true would you believe. 15 months later the entire family was murdered and came to a really gruesome death by the Bolsheviks the imperial royal family the last of them they're all brought to a forest where they were murdered which just is very sad like the whole family like the kids and everything probably didn't even know what was going on you know so ultimately rasputin's behavior and influence came Campbell. ultimately rasputin's behavior and influence came to symbolize everything negative in russian politics and society at the time and his behavior certainly hastened the fall of the imperial family of Russia um, and I feel like they made a grave mistake by just keeping him on when everyone else hated him you know they just chose to ignore something for the sake of their son you'd nearly not want him near your kids um, after reading about all of that like you're like no no he's definitely fine even if a hundred people are telling you that he's not it's like you're a little bit delusional um, but he never actually slept or was a lover of the Russian queen. That is a myth. That is not true. Um, so yeah, I hope you enjoyed that about Rasputin. I had a lot of fun. I hope you did too. He's an interesting character. As I said, he's a womanizer. And definitely give the lyrics a look up. So yeah, Rasputin is a great example how mythology can grow a pair of legs and take a life of its own you know and of course we have our fact of the day now I didn't choose an object or thing because I found I was just looking up the craziest fact about a chair and to be honest the craziest fact I found about a chair was that there's nearly like 12 million of them sold every year in offices alone in America and I was like that's not that crazy it's astonishing but I'm also not surprised. So I went a little bit deeper and I found one and it's called Stranger Danger. And basically, every year in New York City, people are bitten 1,800 times by other people. That's six times higher than the homicide rate. And ten times the worldwide number of yearly shark bites. So people need to control themselves, you know. It's okay if you're nibbling someone you know. Um, but... 
if I got a bite off a stranger, I just don't know what I'd do, you know? I'd be petrified because we are, we actually do have strong jar, jars, jaws. So there you go. People may have some seriously misplaced fears, so they need to sort that shit out. So thank you again, as I said, and I hope we meet again soon.